who is greater and holier than Rav Shimon Bayechai? The Zayir HaKadosh. You can't even imagine. He took off time from learning to go visit sick people. And he sees a guy, and the guy had terrible stomach pains, it says. And it was so painful that the guy was cursing God. Rahman al-Lutzlan. I had that. Home sweet, home sweet homeboy. And I didn't know anything in the, right in the beginning. And this kid is in my dining room, and, and nobody else was there. He was just sitting there. It was me and him. And he's cursing Hashem. B'Shem Malchus. The whole... The whole way. And I was thinking to myself, I said, oh, I said, Hashem, please give me siyata deshmaya. What am I supposed to tell this kid? I have no training, I have no experience, and I'm thinking, why, why did I do this? What am I doing here? What am I doing? What am I going to say? And I'm just listening to him, and I'm not feeling, I got to stop him. I, how could he talk like that? I'm thinking, oh, he's in so much pain. And I'm listening to him when he was done, because never interrupt. Never interrupt someone who's in pain and so many people interrupt and also say things that are so not helpful and wrong to say. Anyway, so I told him when he was done, I said, you know, I think since Avram Avinu, there has never been a Jew with so much emuna like you. He goes, what? I said, yeah, you really believe in God. You really believe in Ashkach Pratis, that everything that happened bad to you, and a lot of bad stuff happened to him, came from Hashem, that he, he signed off on it, and you're very hurt and very angry at him. You have real amuna. And he looked at me and said, I never saw it that I never saw it that way. So if Shimon Baichai is visiting, he takes off time from learning to do chesed, to go bikachilam, to do the mitzvah of bikachilam. And he sees this guy and the guy is cursing out Hashem. And if Shimon says, I don't understand you. If you believe in Hashem, right? If you don't believe in Hashem, you don't believe in Hashem, but you're cursing Hashem means you believe in Hashem. If you believe in Hashem, then why are you cursing Him? Why don't you just pray to Him to take away your pain? Good question. The guy says, okay, you're right. I'm going to pray to Hashem. Hashem, please take away my pain and give it to you. Shimon says, he's right. I should have stayed in Bismarck. The only reason that I had a right to be Mavatal Torah, the only reason I had a right to be Mavatal Torah is to do the mitzvah of Making people feel bad when they are in a matzav of tremendous pain is not Bikr Chaylam. Telling people how they should behave when they are experiencing pain is not Bikr Chaylam. I should have stayed in Bismarck. Rav Shimon but now I was thinking, I was thinking, and I think it's Pashib Shat, but I, I was thinking. It's interesting, what did the guy mean? He could have said, you know, you have no right to tell me what to do. Why do you say, I davening to Hashem to take away my pain and to give it to you? I think that the Pashib Shat is, and then let's see how you do. You're criticizing me when I'm in so much pain, how I express myself, how, what comes out of me. If I wouldn't be in pain, I would never be cursing Hashem. I'd be sitting and learning. And you're going to sit on the side and you're going to start judging me. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You should, you know. Everybody knows how everybody else should fix their life. Everybody knows how the overweight person, you should go on a diet. Oh, I didn't think of that. Thank you very much, you know. How about 
We, I'm a to Hashem, take away my issues and give them to you and let's see, and I'll, I'll get to sit on the side and, and then tell you, you know, I really think you should, you should work on your tzniyas. Oh, and you should work on this and that. Everybody knows how everybody else should be kaivish de Sahara and should behave and should deal. No. When someone's in pain, your job is that when you're done, they feel better. Otherwise, you are chayv for the aver of bittel tayra. Stay in Bismedrish. It's, it's an unbelievable, unbelievable true story. And it's even Rip Shimon had it wrong. It's hard to believe. But he's teaching us a lesson. He's teaching us a lesson. And that's our lesson that we have to make people feel better and not criticize the way they express themselves. I had kids at my Shabbos table for years and I raised my kids from four, six, eight, ten, twelve, right? And, and they, they, they weren't keeping Shabbos. They went out for Shabbos walks and they said stuff that you cannot find in any's mirrors. There were words said at my Shabbos table and stuff and I wasn't makbed on it because we have to save them. And Baruch Hashem, my kids grew up great because of it. It was such a good influence on them. They didn't say, oh, I see somebody, Michael, you're allowed to go off the derech. I want to be like him. Why would they want to be like him? Why? If a kid is happy and has good relationship with his parents and is, is not traumatized, they don't want to go off the derech. They only go off because of pain, and I can't stay like this, and they're looking for a new identity, etc., etc. That's not for now. But our job is to take their hand and not say anything. Sympathy and empathy. Be there in their pain. Let them express themselves, and never make them stop early. Let it ooze out, and say the truth. I am so pained for your pain. You're not alone. Hashem does that. Hashem says, you know, I can't stop my children from being in, in pain. But but you should know I'll always be with you. It's beautiful, beautiful. Nasiba Shalom brings it out beautiful, but it's Pashib Shat that Hashem tells Yaakov Avinu, go down to Mitzrayim. I'm gonna go with you. It was like the end of a, of a, of a, of a whole new, a whole different life. We had, we had Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. It was like the heyday, you know, it was like the shift ka. And now we're entering Shemais. And we're going to go into Gehenim. We're going to go into exile. Physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. We were, we were Avadim. We became nobodies. We became nothing. We lost our, our Atzma'ut, our independence. We lost our Ruchnius. We became Oivde Avaydazara. Everything went wrong in the next 210 years. And Hashem says, and Yaakov was scared. He says, Go, I'm going with you. And does that make a difference? Yes. If you feel that Hashem is holding your hand, it makes a difference. Ki imcha makar chaim, says the Nasiva Shalom. If you feel Hashem is with you, you're connected to a makar chaim, you can go through anything in this world. Hashem elikecha imcha loichasar tadavar. If you feel that Hashem is with you, you're not missing anything. You could be in Auschwitz and they were dancing. It's a high madrega, but because they felt Hashem is with them. And on the other hand, if you feel Hashem is not with you, it's the worst thing in the world. Then you have nothing. You feel abandoned. That's the biggest thing that we ask. Please, please, Hashem, don't. Do anything you want, but a feeling disconnected, feeling that you don't want me, which is never true, but that feeling that we have, Hashem, please don't, don't do that to me. And you are the same way. You are parents. 
And your feel, your feeling that you give to your kids has to be, I can't stop you from the pain that you went through and the pain that you're in. I believe me, I love you. I, I wish I could take all your pain on me. If I, if I could, I would. You shouldn't need to suffer. You suffered enough. I wish I could take your pain on me. And you, you be there with them and don't judge them and don't say, oh, they're doing it for attention. This Sunday on Zoom group was very powerful. And, and, and the parents gave me the update and I said, you know, I'm hearing what you're saying and your child went to get another tattoo and your child wakes up at 4 p.m. and I hear the whole, this whole dysfunction and you're all familiar with it. I said, but I'm picking up in your talking, in your speech, not just frustration, but resentment. I'm picking up disgust. Am I right? I'm picking up disgust. So they said, yeah, you're right. I said, why, why are you disgusted? I understand it's embarrassing. I understand that it's hard to watch. I understand that you're in pain for your child. But you admit that they're a chayla. They're sick. You know, the, the, the Balatanya writes in Tanya, Hasina, Ahava, what does it say? Come on, come on, guys. No? That, everybody knows that. Ahava Mekakal Sashur is not just exclusive to Tanya. Ahava Mevatelas Hasina Kenoida. Perak Lamades. The Ahava is Mevatel Sina. You can't love somebody and then hate them. You can't understand that this person is completely sick and has no future and doesn't see any life for themselves. That the, this kid went ahead and the parents were reporting it, but there was disgust. All the money that the person has, they made $80. And that's all the money they have. And what are they doing? Getting another tattoo. I understand you're in pain, but can you imagine if you took all your money and you got a tattoo, how much this, this, this is the only identity that your child has? And Nebuch, how did they get here? And what is life for them? I said, I'm feeling so much compassion. And it's not even my kid. So what happens is as parents, because you love them a billion times more than somebody else, it blocks the compassion. Because it's, it's, you feel angry, you feel upset, you feel resentment, you feel all kinds of stuff. If it was your neighbor, you'd say, Oy vey, shlaimi. I remember looking at him, he was the best kid in the class, and all of a sudden now he's mamish going nowhere, he has no future, he's smoking weed, he's a pothead, and he has piercings. Oy vey, I feel so bad for him, what a sweet kid. When it's your own kid, you can't even have the compassion because it's like you're in pain also. So you have to rise above your own pain and busha, embarrassment, and financial stress. And you have to go ahead and envelop your own brain and work on yourself. That's why somebody texted me. You know, my kid is 16 years old and is in this and this and this situation. I said, okay, let's set up a call for the parents. They said, the parents? What could we do? I said, so much. Look at all the TP parents, almost a thousand. Look how much you're doing. Look how much you're doing. They can't, they could hardly do anything for themselves to change their life. You can certainly make the biggest impression on them by giving them a mom and a dad who they feel loves me and is proud that I am their child. That's in your hands. And that's the difference between life and death. So it's very hard. So we embrace the Yudgimu Midasarachamim. Mahurachum Afata Haveirachum. The Nasiva Shalom says, it does not say, that just like Hashem acts to us with Rachamim, so too we should act with Rachamim. It says, Afata Havei Rachum.
The job is to become a racham, a being that is merciful. A racham, a chanon, In the beginning, it's not your, you know, you're faking it, you're acting, right? I want to kill him, but, but how do I, how do I not kill him, but, but how do I fake it? No, he has no idea, because we both said the right thing. Oh, they know, I know, God knows, everybody knows. Besides, you think that nobody knows. Your kids know. Before you open your mouth, they know you're with me or you're against me. The, the really good parents who get it, they're able to say, you know, I'm proud to be your father. I'm proud to be your mother. And you have to really become a rachom. And then when you look around, you see all these people in pain, you go running to, to them. You have the carry their iniquity. That's what you're doing. You're carrying their messed upness, their chayvis. You're paying for them because they can't, they can't take care of themselves like Hashem does for us. And you're becoming a real parent because Hashem teaches us how to parent and how to parent specifically dysfunctional children. We're not, we're not all dysfunctional children. He gave us, you know, 613 mitzvahs. He told us what to do, what not to do. I once saw a billboard. It said, which part of thou shalt not did you not understand? Right? And yet, it comes in Kippur, we're not dysfunctional spiritually? We're all exactly making sense 24-7? No, no such thing. So we all understand that we don't always behave according to the rational way that we want to. They have, like, like I told Reb Gershon, and they, he said, Rachtos. They have a bigger Rachtos, but they have a right to it. Because they, they were hurt. They were hurt. Someone said to me, you believe every single kid, for sure, for sure, every single kid that is hurting their own life and their future was hurt. They're not having a good time. You don't drop out of school. There's not like a, a plan. You know, I'm fully in my, in my faculties and I'm making a decision. I'm going to drop out of high school, smoke weed, burn my brain cells, hang out with dangerous and bad people and do drugs and, and steal. Like this is, I think I'm going to cut my flesh. And we have people in Nebuch that they believe that, oh, she's doing it for attention. I said, God forbid if you need to do that for attention. Oh my God, give her attention. Give her attention. She's cutting her flesh for attention. Give her attention. What do you, what do you need to do? No, don't do it. You're gonna, like, it's crazy what they say out there. Take your kids' side and make sure that they could express their pain and don't judge them at all. And that's what I was telling this parent. So I'm telling all of you. Once you believe that the child is a chayla, there are those in previous stages that they're not sure. Still, they should listen to what the Balshemtiv said, love. They should listen to what the Chazanish said, love. What Urgeshen Edelstein, what the Satmar Rebbe, I don't care where you go. There's nobody that says to be tough. Nobody. Not in Siva Shalom so clearly. Awaken tremendous love and mercy for your child when, they, when they're acting out and they're misbehaving and they're doing bad Averis. Everybody, who didn't say that? Fine. But once you do acknowledge that they went through a trauma or they went through something and they're just acting sick, especially when they're up all night, they're sleeping during the day, they're not so lazy, bad, or stupid that they can't figure out which is night and which is day and when they're supposed to be up. It's, they're not missing Mido's songs. They're so sweet. And I want to see that. That's how I know I'm successful is when the parents, the same parents that came to me, he's a manipulator, he's a liar, he's a Eisenwarf, and he's a Eisnitzer, and uh, all these words, usually not too much later down the game, hopefully within a few months, 
can say, oh, he's a sweet kid in a lot of pain. Okay, I did my job. You could see your child is good. You could see your child is, not just because it says, and we believe that they're mamish, not just because that's what it says in the holy books, and that they're, they're, they're they have an ashama, and they're, but because you could see that you could see their goodness, and that means that you're letting their goodness come out, and it, it can't come out when those kids are violent. It's because they, they're being hurt. When you don't hurt them, because you understand them and you boost them, you'll see that sweetness. You'll see that good kid, and you may not understand everything. You can become a trauma expert. You can Google it. You can look it up. You'll see it makes sense. Or you could say, you know, I trust my kid. This this is my kid, and it's not a chesarna midos. And so many times people say, oh, they're doing it lahachas on purpose. Yeah? Do TP for a few months correctly. You'll see. Is he doing anything on purpose? Remember he used to steal cars? And you have to chase him in the middle of the night. How did you stop him from doing that? TP. Not Shomrim, not Atzala, not police, not pulling him over, not not arresting him, not punishing him. Because if the source of the problem is pain, and you add more pain, and the kid feels more abandonment and rejection, you're just going to have a bigger problem. The infection gets bigger. So you are accomplishing a tremendous amount. Let's accomplish more. Get everybody involved to keep them busy, having fun, and bringing out their goodness. Smiles. I'm so happy to see you. And the magic words, I am proud to be your dad. I'm proud to be your mom. And all of you, in the beginning at least, most of you said, how could I? But if the same bad dysfunctional behavior came because they got hit by a car, and they're in the hospital, you would feel proud even if they're not showing up to chakras and they're sleeping all day and they're not able to, to behave properly. And that's one of the miracles we have here, that you can get rid of those outer layers and you could just see, my kid is in just tremendous pain. These kids are really more pain than anybody since the Holocaust. They don't see a future. They're confused. They're stuck and they're, 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 they're messed up and all they have as a Somebody who believes in them is mommy and daddy. And if you don't believe in them, they're lost forever. That's why the biggest healing and the biggest hope comes from mommy and daddy. And you never, ever do anything to take out that respirator. That's the big thing that we believe in. Nothing is worth taking out the respirator. And if there's a a reason why we have to, yeah, you'll consult with me. And maybe it'll be something, I don't think in the last 20 years, there was ever a time that the parents had to... Do anything. I got I get texts all the time. We have a daughter. She's suffering from mental illness. Do you know a home that we could put her in? I don't know. I, I can't say there's no such thing as mental illness, but like all of you had diagnosis on your kids of mentally ill kids and all kinds of uh, diagnosis that were there. And we, I was thinking about it, you know, all our kids are home. Uh, do we have any kids that are not welcome home? Maybe 1%. That are, that they're moved out, you know, but they're welcome home. The rest of them are, your kids are home, your kids are home, your kids are, your kids are home. Our kids are home and they're certainly welcome. So we don't know, I don't know all of these places that house kids. I don't know all of these, these institutions and I don't, I just don't know. The best place for them is home, but with parents doing what you're doing.